This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Deshaun Watson has been suspended. Deshaun, he wants to be the best version of himself. Six regular season games and no fun. The Rich Eisen Show. The headline from here is simple. It's not enough. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero, basketball Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, still to come, comedian Paul Bursey, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, we got an interesting third hour with an in-studio guest, a uh, comedian, Paul Bursey, is going to be joining us here, his second hour-long stand-up special, Nocturnal Admissions. Uh, is available for streaming on Netflix. Uh, that's uh, that's that that uh, premiered in June, and he's here. I had to say that. I had to say that that way. You know. Well done. That was nice. Like the Staten Island Advance. Yes. Yes. One would look at that erstwhile publication to call it the Staten Island Advance, but no, in Staten Island we always put the accent on the first syllable, the Advance. Oh, Advance, man! What are you doing here? That's what I. That's what I heard when I I stopped by. Yo, Advance, man. What's up? You got the paper? Were you good at selling those things? I wasn't selling them, Chris. I was a staff writer. Oh, what were yes. you selling? What newspaper were you selling yes. before? Uh, <laughs> the fr- I didn't mix that up. Yeah, you were just, selling yeah, papers at one, at one point. Yes. I had um, I had two jobs that helped me pay for the prom. Right, grocery store. E. And- high school. I was a uh, a checkout clerk at both Wallbaums and Pathmark. Wow! Back days. in the day, Oof. double coupon days oh, yeah. like were Wednesday? very, very, very Wednesday. trying for me because I did not know. I had no idea on my produce. Like I had no idea. Oh, I was a produce what, guy, Rich. Dude, I worked in produce. You could tell a difference between a Gala apple and a Macintosh oh, apple. You knew, you knew all that them. stuff. The different I knew types the of pears. Macintosh, red I didn't know, honestly. I didn't know a kiwi from a, a from a, from a kumquat. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Double kiwi. And, and so you know, if you weren't checking Campbell. things out, and this is Dave, this is this was this was at the uh, the outset of the uh, the scanners. Oh, I don't like, know. Yeah, is, like, we're talking bit, over, yeah, dude, you're we're, after me, brother. We're talking, Mike. We're talking mid. We're talking early eighties here, like eighty three. Yeah, that's what eighty four, eighty five. So you were All right. like, I graduated high school in 1986. So, anyway, long story short, the other job was um, cold calling Staten Island and Brooklyn residents. Okay, at the hours of 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, on Saturdays. Not a good time to be waking people up to ask them oh. if they wanted to purchase the New York Post. <laughs> New York Post. Oh, the Post. Oh wow. Oh, just cold calling. Okay. So you just had a list, or you were going through the phone book? Yeah, the prefix, and then you were given, like, the, the last four digits, and you would just call it. Remember, this is like You pre- would call it, yeah, you and had, here yeah. was a voice of some junior in high school waking people up in Brooklyn and Staten Island. The original robocaller, Rich. To ask them if they wished to purchase a subscription to the New York Post. I heard some of the most colorful language that I hadn't heard... Uh, the last, and then I, the next time I heard it was Deadwood when I watched Deadwood. <laughs> Deadwood episode. Some of the language I heard, but I got through it, and I helped pay for the portion of the champagne-colored limousine that chauffeured me and my date and others to the main event in New Jersey before we were shuttled to Dangerfield's. 
oh. comedy club in the Upper East Side of Manhattan where we did not have the proper identification to uh, enter legally. Yeah. That's my prom story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Very good. Didn't think I was going to tell that story, but Dalvin Cook is not uh, answering the call. Rich, I was just telling so. Chris the last job I had in Pittsburgh before I moved to L.A. Yes, I was selling. I was in the marketing and circulation department for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. How'd that work for you? It was great, man. I worked like five hour, four or five hours a day. We would set up in grocery stores, a little kiosk in a grocery store, and I would strike up conversations with See, people and get them to buy subscriptions to the to the newspaper. That it, is an art. By the it way, really was, man. To like, do that, to get people to, to stop, that they don't want to stop. No wonder you're so good at this, TJ. Is that you had to? You have to. There's an art of being, you know, conversant. And, you have to, yeah, and nice and 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 approachable. You I know? did really, I mean, really good at that job too. I it, bet it was. I mean, and it would sometimes we go to like you know arts festivals, and I remember Tiger had a huge tour, golf tournament in uh, Pittsburgh with Mario Lemieux. We'd go there. We'd do little, you know, little things around town. But our job mostly was just to go to like grocery stores and just sit there. And Conversely, do that. let's just put you in Brooklyn, New York, in 1985. Okay. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah, let's say, week? let's say, hey, how you doing? Let's say you've just put in a 60-hour work week at your job. Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna sleep in, man, on Saturday. <laughs> okay. A phone rings at 8:01 in the morning. Ring ring. Asking you. <laughs> How would you like to get a year's subscription to the New York Post? I'd say Man, I wasn't sure. good, I wasn't good at it. No. <laughs> Shout out to us for being former newspaper men. Right. I used to deliver the newspaper. There you go. I loved it. That's how you became a cop. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the streets. <laughs> the mean streets of New Jersey. I knew the streets. <laughs> the mean streets of I New Jersey. I learned the streets well. All right. This is this is the moment. Thank so God, there, Dalvin Cook's calling in right now. No, no, no. What, why? You don't want to hear more of Mike Del Tufo's? Yeah, no, yeah. He's nah, like, TJ Meek. I'm over Mike's uh, childhood. All right. I believe <laughs> wow. he's on. I believe our Pro Bowl friend Rudy from the Minnesota Vikings is on. Fresh off of 19,000 yards rushing in a single season last year. That's how much he had. I looked it up. He's that good. The Pro Bowl running back, the man who helps the Minnesota Vikings go uh, the way that they can go is Dalvin Cook on the Mercedes-Benz Vance phone line back here on the show. How are you doing, Dalvin Cook? I'm doing good, Rich. Did you miss me? I'll be honest. Be honest. Did <laughs> you miss me? Always got to get on the call with my guy. Always. Uh, I missed you, Dalvin. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I missed you. It's been months. It's been too long. How's your, uh, how's your life been? What's going on with you? What's going on? It's been good. It's been good. The offseason has been good. Um, I've been down in Miami. Training, spending Fantastic. time with my brother, my family. Yep. Um, um, he got drafted, so that was exciting for us. I saw that. So I saw that. So that. That's been it. Just, just been, just been getting everything together for I, the season. I think the last time I, I heard from you again, it wasn't specifically to me or at me. Uh, it was towards NFL Network because we simulcammed you uh, with your brother at the combine. Did, was he a little bit faster than you? Dalvin? Yeah, he ran faster than me at the combine. He did. I noticed. I he think... rubbed it in my face, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we didn't have so. Well, I guess we had something to do with it because we decided to actually overlay his run over yours. So we saw that <laughs> just to make sure he was as fast as what we saw. And personally, as a University of Michigan Wolverine, I'm glad your your brother left college. I'm very, very happy. Uh, he made he made my New Year's Eve miserable, personally. <laughs> It's, yeah, he had a good game. He game. sure did. So uh, let me just hit on him a little bit here. Uh, and Because to me, um, I thought that was one of the steals of the draft, and that's he's exactly 
who the Buffalo Bills could use in this offense and use. How do you think he's going to fare in Buffalo? I think he's going to do good. Um, you know, just talking to him and you know, just being around him and spending more time with him because you know, obviously he didn't get to spend as much time with him because he was in college and I was doing my thing. Yes. But now that we got an offseason under our belt and he understands you know, what he's trying to get done and how he's trying to get it done. And, you know, me implementing a lot of things that I do just in his game and just letting him be him. Like I always tell him, just be you. And like, like you said, I think he fits right into what they what they do and what Josh Allen do in their offensive scheme. And you know, a lot of, what a lot of people don't know, he's bigger than what they think and he can run between the tackles. And obviously he can catch the football. So that's a plus for them. And, you know, I talk to him every week. You know, he says he's having fun. He's enjoying the moment. And um, I'm just looking forward to some big things from him this year. Well, I mean, he's going to have eight games under his belt by the time he runs into your defense and you're going to be in Buffalo. What's that week going to be like for the Cook household, Delman? It's going to be fun for the family. Um, this is something new for us, having two cooks in the league, um, you know, having, having the brothers in the NFL. So. I told my family, pick pick size wisely. <laughs> pick size wisely. I'm, so still, I'm still a vet. I'm still a big brother yeah. in, the, in, the, in the family. No, I mean, I don't mean to stir up family dissension here, Dalvin, but are, are, can we, are we going to make up jerseys? I mean, the half purple, half, you know, blue? Or, can we, or, or you, won't even, you won't even deal with that? Like, there's got to nah, be a side show. We got something in the works. We sat down as a family. They got something in the works. They're going to go half and half. Okay. But where they're going to sit, that's going to be the thing. I have to get a box for the family or something. Well, I mean, it might be cold. And plus, James is a rookie, <laughs> so you might have to front that. You know, I have to take care of it, huh? Dalvin. I mean, <laughs> Dalvin, you're you're the veteran here. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, your brother's a rookie. I mean, come on. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh, I mean, to putting you in a position, but I think you know you might have to step up for that one. But that'll be great. Uh, I mean, and, and so congratulations on that. Seeing your brother get drafted, and then you're going to play each other in Week Ten. Dalvin Cook here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, how's this offense going to be different? Walk me through Kevin O'Connell bringing the Rams feel to this to this scenario. How is it going to look different, Dalvin, in well, Minnesota? It's going to be different. It's, it's, it's going to be different in a bunch of ways. Um, they're going to see guys in different places. Um, you know, we obviously don't know what's what's ahead of us until we go out there and do it. You know, but we've been practicing a lot of a lot of different things. Um, Ko has a Ko and West has a a big brain when you put it together. It's a big brain. It's a it's, it's fun to be around those guys and to see how they think and see how they operate and to see how they want to attack people. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, this upcoming year to see to see the matchups and see how guys see how teams play us and you know, I'm just looking forward to the to the matchups and and to see how this thing work out. Well, I don't want you to tell too many tales out of school, but is it going to be similar to what the Rams have been doing, which is, uh, uh, you know, not many different uh, formations, but running a ton of different plays out of the same formation to create problems and folks won't know where you might be winding up post-snap? I mean, is that the way it's going to run in Minnesota? I really didn't watch the Rams offense, to be honest. Okay. I really didn't watch, because, you know, in the years before me, I was in, the years before this, I was in, a different system that I ran something totally different. So I really didn't pay attention to what they did because it wasn't nothing that I needed to pay attention to. Okay. So I really didn't watch their their offense. So, but you know, it's gonna be some problems. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some things that people <laughs> got to pay attention to. Some problems. So how does it suit you then? How does the new way of doing things suit you in a way, Dalvin Cook? I'm today's back. If you want to ask me, I can do it all. So wherever they want to put me at, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a runner. 
McCatcher, blocker, whatever it is, wherever they want to, wherever they want to insert me at, I'm gonna get the job done. So that's that's how I fit in this game. You know, I could. They can they can put me wherever they want to put me at, and I could be a chess piece for this for this offense. Today's back, I like that. Okay, so you're today's back, and tomorrow's too, right? I mean, you could say yeah, that too. Yeah, after that. Not yesterday's. Your today's back, and your tomorrow's back, down. We look forward. Looking forward. Okay, you know it's interesting. I, I've I've seen some uh, quotes from Justin Jefferson um, talking about being a top five, top three wide receiver. He's definitely seeming the he's, I think he's looking at Madden rankings he's looking at what these receivers and you know after three years are getting paid and uh, I, I, he, he's kind of saying things with his chest these days Dalvin are you getting that from Justin Jefferson too? you know as I as, as I be with him each and each and every day and as I be with him more uh-huh. I be with him a lot you know the way he works kind of matches the way he not kind of it matches the way he the way he carries himself, the way he, the way he's talking. So, you know, I back him a hundred percent. You know, I believe he's, you know, top two in the league, if not one. Um, but you know, that's just how I feel. Um, the way he works on the practice field, the way he goes about his business, um, the way he communicates, the way he's matured over the years. That when he first came in, you know, you see the vocal leader coming out of him, just the leadership role. And him still going out there and making plays, um, I think that's big time for our offense. And just seeing that come from Justin is going to help us a lot this year. So, you know, I back him 100% on, on everything that he says. And how about Cousins? Because this system that you referred to, KO, uh, Kevin O'Connell, the new HC there in Minnesota, that um, this McVeigh, if you will, system, this was born out of the Shanahan era when Cousins got drafted. Like, this is the offense essentially – that is built for Cousins, and Cousins is built for. Do you see any difference in him? Any confidence level difference in him going in, Dalvin? Yeah, so far? I, I see him grow every every year. But you know, you, you see you see how comfortable he is with Ko, and you know, from day one, you've seen the you've seen the relationship between those guys, and you know, that's what we needed. Um, we needed we needed that for for our guy back there, because you know. Kirk, Kirk can sling that rock. He can he can take us where we want to go, and we firmly believe that as as a group and as a team. So, you know, having Ko come in and and be that that security blanket to help take us to the next level, I think that's going to be good for Kurt and our team. All right, Dalvin Cook, walk me through Week One. What's it going to look like? Green Bay in your house, people chanting "Skull" and you going out it's there. It's going to be crazy. Back. It's going to be it's going to be loud. No Devonte Adams. Um. We trying to. We got Zadarius over there on the defense. Him and Daniel That's right. That's right. Back there coming off the edge. That's right. Um, Pat P back. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. You know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those things to where it's gonna be as hyped as it can be. We just gotta go out there and control our emotions from play one and kind of and kind of just go out there and do our thing and, and and show the world. You know what we've been working for all this time. These OTAs, this mini camp, training camp. You know, all the time we've been putting in, all the things we've been sacrificing, you know, it's going to be for this season and 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 go for what we're trying to hold up that trophy at the end. Yeah, we spoke to Zadarius a couple months ago after he signed with Minnesota. It's 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 sad he doesn't have much to say. That guy, he didn't say anything. He hardly said a word. Oh wait a minute, he's the exact opposite of that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, that's Z. 
That's Z right there. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I was like, hold up. I, was like, hold up. <laughs> I had you. You're like, where are you going with that? Because he's probably going to be all spun up for that game. That's for sure yeah. in week one. That is going to be keep my guy under control, man. We're going to keep him under control so he can get yeah. out to that pass every snap. All right. And I got to start something because I spoke to Aaron Jones last week. And, um, you know, he's Green Bay's uh, number one back. You are, as you refer to yourself, today's back. He has a theory uh, I'd like to bounce off you. He says he wants to he, – he thinks that cereal, Dalvin Cook, is soup. What do you think? Would you categorize cereal as soup, Dalvin Cook? What do you think? I kind of feel where you're coming from. But if you put soup in the category of being hot mm-hmm. and cold, mm-hmm. I think that's where the difference okay. is cereal and soup. But the form, the, the everything, the yes. shape, yes. the liquid, everything is, yes. is the same. No, it gets – it gets in the same in the same way if you leave it if you leave it sitting enough it's going to turn into soup mm-hmm. but you know soup is hot and cereal is, I, don't, I don't know if nobody eats cereal hot but I can't imagine. You know, cereal cereal is cold but i, I kind of see where you're coming from i feel you aj that's my guy i feel you oh, i know he is absolutely you know he's got a he's got cereal are you going to get a cereal why don't you get a cereal Dalvin, oh, I got a lot of things coming, man. We, what do you got? You know, it'd be it'd be, it'd be perfect time, man. Um, okay. You no, know, I'd be kind of just putting my head down and working, let my team work for me. So whatever they bring to the table, we we go after it. What would you if you could create your own cereal? What would it be? If you could create your own cereal, um, what, would be, what would you got? Uh, he went cinnamon. He went cinnamon crunch square. Just in case he you're went wondering, cinnamon that, yeah. toast square. He went yeah. He went cinnamon uh, square cereal. He calls them touchdown squares. That's what he calls them. So what about you? Let's get let's get something going here because I I mean I can't I can't have you uh, beaten within your own division. Yeah, you know, what what would it be like a cookie crunch or something? What would you what would you I go was, with? I, you took the words out of my mouth right there. That was that was kind of crazy because everybody well a lot of people call me cookie so it got to be something <laughs> with like some well like some cookie. Ooh. Cookie, I like cinnamon toast crunchy. Took my that's my favorite cereal. <laughs> it's that's got the best milk, Dalvin. Like. That's probably everybody's favorite cereal. I don't know. I don't know. Cookie Toast Crunch, something like that. I don't know. How about Dalvin's Cookie Crunch? What about That'd that? That'd be good. I don't know. Is there like a trademark on the Cookie Crunch? I don't know. Uh, Dalvin's Cookie Crunch. Let's go for it and see if they sue you. <laughs> How about the YouTube show, Dalvin Let's Cooks? Let's start the promotion right now. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Dalvin Cooks. There we go. Stays stays crispy in Minnesota. That's what it is. That's what it goes. All right, Dalvin. I hope we left you better than we found you. Thanks for the time. I always love our chats. You go, you go, always, you go crush it. Y'all. Yeah, let's, let's talk as the season goes along. I'd appreciate that. So I got you. Right back at you. Thank you, sir. That's Dalvin Cook, Pro Bowl running back in Minnesota. Florida State Seminole. You could see he's just even saying, what's it going to be like week one? He's just like, oh, boy. What a sneaky good week one game that one is. Kevin O'Connell and the newfangled Minnesota Vikings offense built for Kirk Cousins. Didn't Daniel Jeremiah say that you have to swear fealty to Kirk Cousins if you're in the Sean McVay family? Didn't he say something along those lines? <laughs> something like right, and here comes Kevin O'Connell. Perfect. You like that? Yes. Cousins did. And he's like, no Devontae Adams, the first thing he said. I forgot Zadarius Smith was on the Vikings. I don't know how I could because that was one of our, our favorite interviews of what, March or oh, yeah, uh, the hell going true. on month, right? Yep. Or April? Yep, yep. Here we go. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, if you're on hold, stand hold. You're going to enjoy the conversation with our next guest in studio, the comedian Paul Verzi, a fellow New Yorker. 
when we come back right here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and we are back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, one big happy family with our Peacock and Sirius XM family. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We will take your phone calls before the end of the hour. Comedian Paul Verzi is here on the program. Again, we just saw a clip. Hilarious, man. Thank you. From your, uh, your second Netflix special uh, called Nocturnal Admissions. It's your first. Pardon me. My bad. Second special. Uh, first second that, special. Yeah. First that you've done here. Uh, it's your second hour long stand up special. At any rate, uh, it's directed by Pete Davidson, a fellow Staten Islander of mine. Where are you from originally? Where I'm from Westchester. I was born in Yonkers. I'm a born Westchester guy. Yonkers. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up at the raceway? You went to the raceway My there? dad used to, yeah, take us to the raceway and took us to a lot of places we shouldn't have been. My dad's a wild one. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I was, I was, I saw gambling at the age of four. It was... Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad was into, uh, was into Broadway show tunes, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. A little... By the way, not lying. You know, it's yeah. amazing that I'm here talking sports every single day, to be honest with you. Right, so uh, let's get into it. Pete Davidson's di- directing your your special. Yes. And you've yeah. known him for a long time, right? Yeah, I love Pete, man. And, and Pete is so funny because he's so laid back and chill, and he's such a misunderstood guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, the type of friend Pete – this is the type of friend Pete Davidson is. So one Saturday night I'm off, and that's rare for comics to be off on a Saturday. Yes. Wife, kids, sleeping. So I'm like, let me go outside smoke a cigar as I do, mm-hmm. you know, and just scrolling through the phone. Who can I call? It's Saturday night. I'm just scrolling. So I, say, oh, I haven't talked to Petey in a while. Mm-hmm. So I call Pete and he answers and he just goes like, hello. And I go, hey, man, what's going on? He goes, no, I'm just at work. I look at it's 1145. He's on SNL. <laughs> he answered the phone 
And I go, dude, what are you answering the phone for if you're on a live TV show? And he just goes, I just want to make sure you're good, man. You like that? He's that he's the best, and that's wow. that's the type of guy Pete is. But the what you know when somebody answers with work voice? Yeah, he did that at <laughs> SNL. Work he did that at Saturday Night Live while it was going on, just because he's got everything good. And I'm like, yeah, everything's don't answer, you lunatic. You can call me back in 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I, there are people though that sometimes will call. Like I'll I'll, I'll look down at my phone. Okay, yeah. during the show, yeah, and they know me very well, and they're calling me here, yeah, and you know, they're and I'll look down. I'm like, they know what I'm doing right now. I know. So I would think in a commercial break, I'll call them. Yeah, like is everything all right? You know, <laughs> like you should know. Yeah, so you just totally spaced on a Saturday night that I'll yeah. really call, see what Pete's up to. Yeah, my and, wife you know, does what you said. Okay, like I'll tell my wife. Like, I turn my phone off. She'd probably call that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a Rich Eisen show. I'll be out. She, yeah, yeah. She'd probably call three times. My wife calls. She calls and she calls. If my wife was president, Putin would have sent Brit- Brittany Grenier back. <laughs> you know, enough, enough. Just send her. Just send. She's yeah, grinding. She's grinding. She grinds down. She grinds people down. Is what she oh, did? she would. She just. She, listen, I don't want to paint it. My wife's great. My wife's great. She's she's organized opposite of me because you need that yin and yang. Yes. But my wife is just, you know, she's ready. She's calling. Yeah. She's calling. She's prepared. She's there on me. Yeah. Every, you know. So but, you never so like it's kind of like a slot machine when you're done here with this segment, this appearance. Yeah. You look down at your phone. It could be anything, right? It could be absolutely anything from your wife yeah. that's coming. You know, yeah. this is like you pull the you pull the one arm bandit, either the money's coming out or it's not. <laughs> Right. That's that's right. pretty much the way it's going to work. That's, that's right. You know, I that's right. Feeling. I know the feeling. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Fantastic. Paul Versey, <laughs> the comedian here on the Rich Eisen show. How'd you meet Bill Burr? How'd you come across him? You guys do a podcast together. Anything uh, better? Yeah. So uh, I opened for Bill years ago, like early to like probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and yeah. uh, he he heard laughs. He didn't see. He goes, "Man, were, were, were you the other guy on the show? I'm here. So I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch." And he watched and. We just hit it off, and I'm a New York sports guy. Oh, yeah. He's a Boston sports guy, yes. so we had that. And he, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm younger. I'm a generation under, so I think he kind of saw the East Coast kind of connection that we had with sports, and yeah. then and then that was the rest is history, man. Yeah, he. Uh, I always, when he comes on here, we have conversations, and he accuses me of trying to trigger him. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to- with certain things. Well, I mean, but he he, you know, <laughs> I, I I like to tell him that. Boston sports fans are not happy unless they're unhappy. And he kind of flipped it on saying that it was my unhappiness yeah, no. that's really at play here, that it's more about me, <laughs> not really about him. That, Did I get that right, Chris? Isn't that what he said that, like, uh, multiple yeah, times? Yeah, basically that you're, just, you're just jealous because we've won so much. Mm. And so why are you trying to make me be unhappy? Because we're happy. We win a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Listen. Those guys, those Boston, New England guys, yeah. they're they almost like they like it to be miserable a little bit. Like I remember one year the Patriots, well, Patriots were going to be good every year, right? And I would call up Bill and be like, "Oh, dude, you guys are good this year." Nah, not about our defense. Like, and they were just clearly a great team, and it would just be they never would go, "Yeah, this could be our year." Where I'm the op- I'm a Giants fan, yeah. and I think I think we're going to the NFC Championship this year. This year, we're going really to the do. NFC Championship. We, do yeah, I need to check your temperature? But I'm also, like I'm, I'm very, like, I'm delusional, though. Yes. Like, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, and anytime anybody's spotted in New York, I think they're coming. 
You know, like Seth, Seth Curry, they, they, they seen Seth Curry at JFK. I'm like, he's having a meeting with Dolan. He's coming. It's going to be a blockbuster <laughs> trade in three hours, I'm telling you right now. And, and I'll actually, you know, I was convinced LeBron was coming. I was convinced KD, all of them were coming. I'm yeah. one of those. Well, Durant did come. He just went to Brooklyn. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not New York. <laughs> that's, I mean, let's, let's that's talk. That's it. That's a Knicks fan right there. That's not New York. That's I mean, a Knicks fan and there's nothing right more there, disgraceful. Man. There's nothing more disgraceful, Rich, than yeah. somebody that was a Knicks fan yes. that became a Brooklyn Nets fan. They're dead to me. That can't I happen. I don't blame you for that. You can't do that. If you were a New Jersey Nets fan, yes. fine, have at it. But if you were a Knicks fan and you said, I know guys that are going, I can't take it anymore. I'm jumping ship. You can't. It's over. You can't. You, it's, it's, that's, that's the worst thing for what me. I, I, I jump ship entirely because of what happened to Charles Oakley. I'm done. I'm not even rooting for anybody in New York right now. I uh, couldn't are handle you, are you a Knicks fan? I am diehard. I grew up in Madison Square oh, Garden. I remember Red Holtzman, the end of his tenure, because I'm, I'm a 53-year-old guy. So Bernard, <laughs> Bernard King was my guy growing up. Loved him. Yeah. Ewing, I remember yeah. when, he, yeah. when he became a Nick, I thought the Bernard uh, uh, and Patrick show would be incredible. And, yep. you know, then obviously Bernard got hurt. It hardly ever happened. Lived and died through all of the Check It's years with Riley and Van Gundy. Loved it all. Hate Dolan. Can't root for the team. Period. End of story. Can't wow. Do I don't mean to go negative with you right no, now. No, but, but you jumped when they, when, yeah, you know. Over. Oh, done. Can't they do did anymore. escort Oakley out like he was a drunk civilian it's, fan. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, they should they should hang a banner from the rafters for him, as far as no, I'm concerned. Oakley was, Oakley He's was. the man. I know that. I would do but, anything for it. For, but I, I'm excited. I would do anything for a Knicks championship. I'm really excited about the Giants. The Giants, I think they had a brilliant, brilliant draft. I think that that kid Evan Neal from Alabama is what yeah. you know Jones needed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You, you know, but the thing is, like everybody's like, I don't know about Jones. Here's the one thing about New York fans that bother me, though: yeah. they're never. There's half of them that are great, and half of them that are truly dummies, just dumb. You know, like I literally was. I remember I was one, Monday Night Football, <laughs> Monday Night Football, and I'm sitting. The Rams are in town. And a guy's sitting behind me, and he's just going, you know what, dude? He goes, I don't know about this Eli guy. It's like, what, you don't know about two parades that he brought here? What do you <laughs> don't know? What don't you know? That's, like, I don't know about this guy. Just miraculous on the road. Yeah. Comebacks in the fourth quarter. Beating Brady twice. Undefeated. What don't you know about? There was this thing. They had this. But, they, you know, they booed Jeter when he went 0 for 33 on a slide. Yeah. They booed Mariano. That I can't. That I, I, you know. I'm with you, too. I'm a diehard Yankee fan, and I'm locked in right now. Oh, we're on the same. Uh, we are. I'm from Staten. Island, my yeah. brother loved it, you know, and I'm from the era of you rooted for the teams because of the stadiums they played in. So right. my brother was a Met Jet and it's Nick. A, yeah. Okay, that's, okay, that's what he was, a Met Jet Nick. <laughs> yeah. And so I got into the Jets, and then I realized the Mets weren't winning Jack, and then Thurman Munson became my favorite player. Catfish Hunter came to the Yankees, and then, and then, and then uh -huh. Reggie right after, 76, 77, 78. I've been locked in ever since. Yeah. Ever, ever since. And I love those guys. And it's interesting, Paul Verzi here on the Rich Eisen Show. What you said just moments ago about you'd call up Bill Burr and you'd say to Bill, and again, you guys do the Anything Better podcast together. Um, and so that you would call Bill up before the season and it looked like, you know, another Patriot year because it was Brady and Belichick yeah. and the Patriots were the Patriots. They, yeah. they were the Patriots. And, um, and he's like, yeah, I don't like the defense. I don't like the defense. And you're like sitting there, what are you talking about? And the interesting thing is right there, it proves my point that Boston fans are not happy unless they're unhappy. And then when, when they say that, I don't, I don't believe in the defense, there's got a problem. And then suddenly they rip off 10 wins in a row. And then suddenly it's like, nobody ever believed in us. 
Right. They flip it right in its they head. They flip it. And then Brady will go out there in the parade going to the, win the Super Bowl that we all know he was going to go win and say, nobody believes in us. Let's yeah. rally around the nobody believes in his flag. And it's just like all those people are like, yeah, Tommy. And it's just like every last one of you were bitching about the defense 12 weeks ago. You want to know what it is, Rich? That's what it is. Yeah, it's a defense you know? mechanism that uh, they have because they're, okay. they're, they're, yeah, they're scared. They're deep, scared, deep and down. it's a defense. Deep down inside, it's yes. like a child who doesn't want to be hurt. So that's what they do. And then when it ha- when good things happen, they can they can gloat and blame it on other people. Yeah, don't take responsibility for their own doubts. You're getting me fired up, dude. You're right? Get- yeah, this yes. is it. We've we've cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, and tell that to Burr next time. Let me see. Will you please. We we've Will gotten into arguments. I remember I was at State College. I was at State College performing. Okay. And I walk into the hotel, mm-hmm. and this is when I started moving up in the business, and I didn't like the hotel room. Okay? Not that I'm a diva, but it's like, okay. I'm not staying here. All right. You know, look at this. There's a rug. It looked like 1997. I'm like, I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. So I'm on, the phone. I'm on the phone with Burr, and I go, uh, we're just talking. And I go, hey, man, I'm sorry. Just give me a second. And he goes, what's wrong? I go, this room's terrible. This is what am I? I'm not staying. And Bill goes, you know, listen, man, you're making moves. You're coming up. Go to another hotel. I go, yeah, you know what? You're right. And I put my bag down, and I'm about to get off the phone with him. Mm -hmm. We got into an argument Mm -hmm. about Montana Brady. This is when Brady had had three or four rings. Okay. And we got into an argument, Montana Brady, screaming at each other. I'm not not exaggerating. Screaming at each other in this hotel room I hated for three hours (laughs) that it got too late. I had to stay there. I couldn't even even check in. I couldn't even check in. I had to stay because of the lunacy that went on. The insults, the screaming, and I stayed in a horrible hotel room because I yelled with him for three hours. And I assume you took the Montana side of things? No. You took the Brady side of things? Yeah. I did. I said Brady. I said Brady is the greatest. I said Brady is... The greatest quarterback fact, of guys. all time. And it's took, just what it is. So you took the Brady side of yeah. things, and, and he, took and he the said Montana. you can't say that yet. He was being a contrarian. He said you can't say that yet. You know, Montana went to four, one four. I'm going, but look at look what this kid's doing. Look what this kid has, it, and everything. And it turned into a screaming thing. Did you now bring it up to Bill that you're you were right all along. When he when he got to like six or seven, I was like, are we going to do this anymore? <laughs> 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 when is this done? Gotta are, change rooms, are, are we going <laughs> <laughs> to change rooms? Yeah. <laughs> we got to get this thing settled, man. Yeah, that's exactly I've been right. Stuck in state college for five years. <laughs> I finally went across the street to the better hotel, <laughs> thanks to Tom Brady. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, Oh, my gosh. All right. So you're going, uh, speaking of Pennsylvania, you're going to spend some time there in September, Pottstown, PA, and then you're going to London first week of October. Going, well, you know why. Is it the game the Giants are going? I called my agent and I said, buddy, I said, my New York football Giants are playing. I said, I'm taking Stacy and the kids. Let's get a date. And he said, all right, well, I'll put you, you're going to perform it in Soho and, and on Friday, and then you're going to go to the game on Sunday. Get so, out of here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I, I mean, I have to. So my G-men are in London. I've never been to London. My family has never been to London. So that's what we're going to do. We got to do that, you well, know? I got to tell you, um, it's it's an incredible experience. So let me see here. Um, you're taking, oh, the Packers, dude. Yeah. Packers, yeah. What a game, too. Yeah. And I, love I don't r- think the Packers have ever played in London either. That's their is first it- trip to London. Yeah. I believe it is. Now, do you, you agree with my Giants assessment, or you don't think? You think the Giants... Well, the I mean, NFC Championship well, I think. Well, no, I'm going to say regular season games, I got them 9 or 10. What do you have? 8? <sighs> let's do it. Giants schedule. Uh, Throw it up. Here we go. Oh, let's do it. Come on, boys. Let's go. This is what we're going to do here. There you go, Paul. Look at the monitor. <laughs> I love hold it. On, the hold, monitor. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, okay. on, hold on, hold on. This is what we do here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's called the win-loss game. 
I love it. Okay. We give you NFL Films music. Speaking of New Jersey, this is from uh, straight from uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, that mm-hmm. music. Yes. I'm going to ask you yeah. to walk us through the schedule, and we're going to figure it out. Okay. Win-loss, win-loss. All right. With the comedian Paul Verzi, and you can check out Nocturnal Admissions <laughs> right now on Netflix. His comedy special premiered late in June. The Giants premiere uh, first Sunday of the season at the Tennessee Titans. Win or loss, Paul Verzi. Win or loss. The Giants going to win that game by three. Look at that. You can even give me a score. Home for the Carolina Panthers, week two. Disappointing loss. Wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, I love the adjectives. Disappointing loss. All right. <laughs> uh, home for the Cowboys, Monday Night Football, week three. Loss. Home for the Chicago Bears, week four. Win. All right, so they go one and two on the stretch of three straight home games. That would not be good. And now they're in uh, Green Bay taking on the uh, the Packers. No, they're in London. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, taking on Green Bay. Uh, right. That's a win. Taking uh, in London, you, of course, because you're going there. Home for the Ravens. That's a win. Win. At the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a win. At the Seattle Seahawks. It's a loss. Wow. They're four and four. So you got them five and three going into their oh, uh, their their <laughs> bye. Yeah, because that's where Jones is going to hit his stride. At, uh, coming out of the bye, uh, home against the Texans. Win. Home against the Lions. Uh, an oddly loss. An oddly loss at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Win. Home for the Washington Commanders. Loss. Home for the Eagles. Loss. At the Washington Commanders. Win. At the Vikings on Christmas Eve, Saturday night. Saturday afternoon. What do you got? Uh, win. Home for the Colts on New Year's Day. Loss. At the Eagles to wrap things up. Loss. Wow, you got them sweeping to the Eagles. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins. You got them nine and eight. Paul Verzi. That's a very, uh, I think, you know, pie in the sky Look so how many? Things, how many do you think man. I'm off by? Gun you to your head. Might be off by two. I, I don't. I, look, man. I love Dable. I love him. Yeah. I, I think he's terrific. I I need to see their offensive line before I believe it. That's it. Because they just been stinking on ice on that front, and they can't protect the thing. I know. And Saquon gets hurt, and uh, you know. But if ever, let's just say staying healthy. I love Tony. I love Tony. Okay, Tony. Exciting kid. If he's Right. Yeah. Okay. And Galladay, I mean, right? I mean, there's so many. Eh, I don't know. Dragon Saquon yeah. and, and Dayball, I really like. I really like him. And the defense comes along. You might surprise some people. But, you know, you can't go from as terrible as they've been to suddenly 9 and 8. One would think you can, but maybe they. Well, you know. I, but I think that I, I watched Sa- Saquon closely. And Saquon, to me, looked like he was afraid to make cuts. He looked like he was afraid to do what he did when he first got to the league. And I think now he's removed from that, and I think he's mentally away from that. Mm-hmm. And I like this Thibodeau kid, and I like that Strahan. Yeah. I like that Strahan is, um, is oh, my God, Michael Strahan came to the comedy club. Yeah. Do, you have time, do I have time to tell you this? Sure, yeah. So, so Stra- I'm on stage in New York City at the stand. Strahan's right next to the stage. He's right next to me, and I'm telling jokes. And he's, I hear him laughing, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't get starstruck by, like, movies yeah. or, or – I get – for me, it's athletes. Yeah. Athletes. So I'm just going, Do Michael Strahan's laughing at me right now. This is amazing. So we go outside afterwards, and somebody goes, uh, hey, man, nobody asked Michael for anything. He's just – he wanted to enjoy himself. He had a friend in there. Just no pictures, nothing. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's fine. So Mike Strahan comes out, and uh, he sees me. He goes, oh, man, so funny. So now I'm like, oh, this is the best. And he was, and, and he, I said, oh, do you? Yeah, you mind? I'm a big Giants fan. Take a picture. 
And I said the dumbest thing to him as a gr- as we take the picture. Uh-huh. My, my arm is around his back. Yeah. As we take the picture as a grown man, I just I don't know what came over me. I go, oh, seven changed my life. What? <laughs> I have children. I'm a grown man with children. And, and it was and like, a loving wife. and a it loving was wife. right. It was right the as the picture was being taken. And I almost life. whispered it. It was the weirdest. And he was probably like, all right, dude, that was take care. And I, if I ever see him again, I'm gonna be like, no, it didn't change my life. You know, I just it was a good it made me feel good. But you can't say that to a guy like that. Um, now you're creeping me out. And we'll send this to Stray. Stray, we'll see this. We'll straighten this out. Yeah, yeah. Don't you worry. Next time you see Strahan, there will not be a restraining order. You will be able to, you will be able to get within 100 yards of Michael Strahan. Don't worry about it, Paul Verzi. You're good. You're good. Everybody check out his new special, Nocturnal Admissions, available now for streaming on Netflix. It's been available since June 23rd. To check out Paul, if you're in Pottstown, PA, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, PA, or London, England, the U.K., go to paulverzi.com to get your tickets. And check out the Verzi Effect podcast and the Anything Better podcast with Bill Burke. Good to see you, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had it. a lot of fun. Thank and, you. And, you know, and I'm so glad that you, you came on here because uh, I said uh, the only way that the Yankees will ever be able to trade away Joey Gallo is if Paul Verzi arrives. And you did, and they just did. Did they? To the Dodgers? Yes. Dodgers. Who'd they get? Uh, Doesn't matter. Unclear. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, wow. That's all right. Doesn't matter. He wasn't a fit here. Let him come here. There it is. For Beater. Who's the Beater? Oh, he's a uh, prospect. Okay. All right. Does Beater do more than just strike out, walk, or hit a home run? Whoever Beater is, we're happy to have him. (laughs) Oh, and there's a big Red Sox trade when we come back. We're here on the Rich Eisen Show. Baby. Thanks for coming on, Paul. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, The trade deadlines later today. Sneak in some more news and your calls in, in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chrome Soft Golf Balls. There is definitely one version of Chrome Soft Golf Balls that suits your game. I use the Chrome Soft there's the Chrome Soft X and the Chrome Soft XLS, depending on what you need for your game. If you want something with a lower spin, if you need something that actually gets a little bit more of a tour level short game control, excellent spin consistency. That's the Chrome Soft X, the longer shots, firmer feel, high spin around the greens. That's a Chrome Soft XLS. The bottom line is the precision technology that every Chrome Soft is enhanced with helps design techniques and manufacturing specifications on this golf ball up to one one thousandth of an inch which ensures they're the highest quality most consistent fastest golf balls available so when you add it all up it's pretty simple chrome soft is better for the best and it's better for everyone find out which chrome soft is right for you at callawaygolf.com slash chrome soft spencer in nashville tennessee you're on the rich eisen show what's going on uh well uh I just wanted to let you know, Rich, uh, it was in 1994. I was at an all-star game, and it was a pregame reception, and I just happened to be lucky. Uh, I was there with a sponsor. And standing together was Bill Russell, Maurice Lucas, and Paul Silas. And I walked up to those guys, and I said, Mr. Russell, you brought me a lot of misery. I'm from Philadelphia. Over the years, you brought me a lot of misery. Mm. And I'm just glad to meet you. I said, Mr. Silas, when you were with the Celtics, you brought me a lot of misery. And I'm from <laughs> Philadelphia. And I said, Maurice Lucas, you really stuck a dagger in my heart. And that game, the finals against the 76ers, we went up two games to none. And you and Bill Walton came back and took us in six. I just wanted to let you guys know you brought me a lot of grievance. But I'm so glad to meet you. And I just wanted to let you know, you guys are really something. And I'm glad you let me grieve to you in person. <laughs> what they, they say. They all looked at me. Bill Russell started laughing. Paul Silas started laughing. And Maurice Lucas, he put a smile on his face. He said, well, my brother, we had to do what we had to do. I said, well, you did it. And I said, thank you for letting me grieve to you on this night. I said, okay. And then I walked away, man. You know, so. That, that that made, that that has been a highlight of my life meeting Thanks. all three of those guys. Thank you for sharing that with us, Spencer. Thanks for holding on during the last couple of interviews for that. Jeff in Buffalo, New York. We got about a minute for you. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how are you doing? Good. I want to start Brockman. I agree with you. Celtics. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Celtics fan. They don't want or need KD. Totally um, they've always had great team concept. So whether it's Garnett, Allen, Pierce, or back to the days of Bill Russell. Always great team concept, and KD just seems to be too individualistic. Uh, if he couldn't stick with the Wal- with the Warriors, then I wouldn't want him on the Celtics. Um, I grew up watching Bill Russell on TV, Chris Schenkel and the and company, mm. Jack Twyman. Um, but I saw the, the 70s versions of the Celtics as a student at Boston University, and they were still... Russell was still around the team. He was on. He was a commentator. Um, I grew up in Boston, and Boston has a very mixed history with Bill Russell. Um, he loves the team, but the fans. His relationship was mixed. My relationship was mixed. Um, when Russell died, 
I thought of a friend of mine who lost his life in the 70s. And he was law. His life was lost because in Brookline, Mass., someone thought he looked too Puerto Rican, mm. and so his life was taken. So when Russell, whose life was so much more rich off the court, uh, I watched Jim Brown and Kareem back when he was Lou Sender come forward and fight for what I'm still fighting for. I'm an elementary school teacher, talking to my students, my athletes. Uh, Bill Russell meant so much to me as a person, a person of color, um, to the city. That's Boston grew up uh, learning to love him mm. and everybody he touched, whether it was on TV, whether it was as a commentator, whether it was at laugh. Um, well, Jeff, I, I grew up revering him. Jeff, I appreciate the two cents. Thanks for hanging on to uh, to give us that uh Bill Russell. I want to thank Shaquille O'Neal for lending us his thoughts on on Bill Russell. And also, that was fun with Paul Verzi and Dalvin Cook. My gosh. What a pleasure. So we know where Eric Cosmer wound up. Not with the Padres. And not with the Nationals. He is in Boston. Where he will now um, play first base um, in replacing Frenchie Scissorhands there. Hey, man, Dahlbeck. Some of the – anybody who's been watching Red Sox baseball this year, truly some of the worst first base play you'll ever see. Bad news, Bears. I mean, oh, my gosh. Just so Eric Hosmer's coming to town, man. All right, let's go. Pumped. And San Diego's paying most of the money. There so you go. let's go. Okay. All right, here we go. So uh, back. Yeah. Back. Energy Blog shifting. Him on. and Tommy Pham, the energy is shifted. Energy is shifted. Yeah. yeah, the Red Sox. Yeah. We are back. Currently in 10th place, I believe, in the American Woo-hoo. League. Okay. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Davis Love the Third DL3, will be joining us on tomorrow's show and so much more. I believe Tom Pelissero uh, will come through on his threat to appear on this program. Good guy. We're back with the Joey Gallo trade. More on Pleacock in a moment. <laughs> 